Are you thinking about getting into Dungeons & Dragons? Maybe you're looking to expand your horizons as a DM or a player. If that's the case, then it's time for you to check out The Dungeon Cast, the best D&D podcast out there that helps you passively learn all about the game just by listening. Join co-hosts Will and Brian as they break down the lore of a rich multiverse 50 years in the making in a light-hearted and beginner-friendly way. They cover everything from character creation options to tips for dungeon masters. There's something for everyone, no matter how long you've been playing TTRPGs. Find The Dungeon Cast anywhere you get podcasts or on YouTube. Scam Wow! Welcome to Scam Wow! I'm Caitlin Brodnick. And I'm Sue Smith. And we love scams. And we love scams. Guys, we love scams. We love you. We're so we happy do. to be here. And it's one of our favorite episodes. Meg! That's when you call us and you tell us that you love us and then you tell us scams or you tell us what we said wrong. <laughs> and you correct <laughs> us and you're basically our family members who've been we've been waiting to talk to. I feel like we talk to you, but we like it when you talk to us as well. When you talk back to us. Mm -hmm. And you guys did so much. We asked you for research. And you did research and you brought us some good scams. So thank you. This is a great community, you guys. You should all be proud. You're part of a lovely community that supports each other, leaves voicemails, and um, makes two ladies obsessed with scams feel great. (laughs) Feel great. Yeah. Ah! Makes two women who have, you know, Inherently low self-esteem. Yes. If I can, if I may be so bold, yeah, feel a little bit better about themselves. Yes, women who talk about all their issues, <laughs> all of their like depression, anxiety, and you make us feel loved, and that's what we need in this day and age. Speaking of which, if you're not a Patreon subscriber, <laughs> we have a new episode out all about our mental health. Oh, so. you guys, it's so fun. We go over like doses. We go. I mean, this is like the fun gritty deep stuff that i love like my mouth waters when someone's like this is my dose of prozac and i'm like tell me every detail (laughs) how many times a day (laughs) i will tell you caitlin that after we had that conversation i fucked with my dosage this week and that's probably why i had such a bad week now my sponsor is painting me a watercolor to put in my thing that says take your meds to put (laughs) in my bathroom (laughs) oh i love that so Wait, take- can everyone make us watercolors and say things like take your meds, <laughs> brush your teeth before bed? Like I just I want like adult things oh, no, I know. beautifully written in my home. Anyway, we've got some good scams from you guys. Thank you so much. And we'll just uh, get to them. Guys, this is a really sweet little message and it just made us happy. Hi, Sue and Caitlin. I just finished listening to your episode on fucking sociopath <laughs> Belle Gibson. What in the ever-loving Kentucky Fried bullshit is wrong with her? Yes. While you were talking at the end about her becoming an Oromo, I just, why? Exclamation, question, question, mark, question, explanation. Now she's going to co-opt another group's identity. I know. I know, Rebecca. Um, she said, insane but seriously i wonder if she's lying so much and trying to be anyone else because she's trying to disassociate from herself Um. anyway i can't handle her bullshit either ah i love you too rebecca rebecca that's amazing that's an amazing insight rebecca seems really cool Rebecca, we're friends now, just so you know. Because <laughs> we agree. So many capital letters and exclamation marks in this email that she's. And that's how we spot. text. Yeah, that is how <laughs> she's we text cool. and talk. That's how we respond. But yeah, Rebecca, I think, do you, do you think she's like doubling down in this new identity? Because, so guys, we did an episode on Belle Gibson 
not to be confused with Mel Gibson, because that's what it sounds like to all of us, um, an Australian scammer who convinced everyone that she had cancer, terminal brain cancer, and she didn't. It's one of our episodes. Uh, I deep dive, I do a lot of research, and it was so stressful for me to research it because I wanted to get it right, but this person is crazy. So even when you think you're doing the correct research, she's her stuff is insane, so you just are constantly second-guessing yourself because she keeps changing the facts. It's nuts. But yeah, I think she really like wants to be a spokesperson. Mm. It's like, oh, these people have something that they're complaining about. I'm going to represent them. And it's like, nobody wants you to. Mm-hmm. Nobody needs you to jump in and have this like weird Madonna complex. She kind of reminds me of um, Rachel Dolezal. You know, the, yes. the lady with the racial identity crisis yeah yeah but at least rachel dolezal she's insane but she kept to one thing she's like look this is i'm gonna change my race i'm gonna you know do all this crazy insane stuff and that's what i believe in but bell gibson is like so guys just a little preview she's in court getting sentenced for all of these frauds that she was committing about lying about cancer and in court going on facebook groups saying that some other special cleanse changed her eyesight color like her eye color it's like just, she's she's so compulsive. It's beyond. That's crazy. Yeah. So I honestly, maybe Rebecca, I don't know. Like maybe she's not trying to disassociate. Maybe she can't help herself mm, because like there's something she's wrong. Ready, yeah. She joined that master fat cleanse and is and went under a, a pseudonym of a, a man's name with her last name. Very confusing. Also, what if it's Mel Gibson this whole time? <laughs> That's what it is. It's it's been Mel Gibson. It's been. It actually is Mel Gibson. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rebecca. We're obsessed with you. We're obsessed. Okay, this one is from Douglas Trapasio. He said, hi, ladies, love your podcast. Here's one you could have a lot of fun with from right here in my backyard of Chicago. This guy worked right in the open. He even had a podcast for a while. I would hear his commercials on Sirius, the channels that aired commercials, and I always asked the same question, what is this thing? Okay, so then he lovingly sent us a link to the Chicago Sun-Times the article's titled Income Store Owner Indicted on Wire Fraud Charged for Alleged $75 Million Ponzi Scheme. So what happened, and I'll give a, we're going to put it in the episode notes because we want to get into this. Basically, an Illinois man was operating a Ponzi scheme. He told everyone that if they invested with him, investors would get up to 20% of their initial investment or 50% of website revenues, but it wasn't anything real it was it was all fake it was he operated under the division name the income store that's it what? um he, his company was called today's growth consultant inc it so his company was today's growth consultant inc which also operated under a division name the income store which is bizarre and so he would then pay earlier investors with what new investors had given him which is just like so common for all these schemes and it said that he was accused of spending his investors money to pay his mortgage and on a relative's tuition but you oh know what <laughs> college is expensive that's the one side you gotta pay like, for it however you can wow <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm really if my uncle just paid out my parents would be so relieved i would so ask no questions I, <laughs> none no i'm like you know what you do what you have to do mm-hmm. um yeah so he had over 500 investors from January 2017 to October 2019. Um, so he's in court right now and he could face up he could face up to 20 years in federal prison. But we don't know. So uh, we're staying tuned and I'll have the link at the show notes, but that is so interesting. Thank you for sharing that with us. 
It's so funny. There are these tiny little schemes with incredible amounts of money in like everyone's town. Mm. Every town has this tiny little thing that is just nuts. I'll be honest with you. I love a Ponzi scheme. I don't I know. <laughs> I don't love like I don't like victims. I don't like, uh, you know, people losing money. No. But something about it is just fascinating to me. Ponzi is also an adorable name for something really terrible. Oh my gosh. Ponzi. Ponzi. Like Pansy. There's so much. I know. Isn't, yeah, it's like it's a little tiny Furby scheme where he's like a little tiny fuzzy little cuddly. It's like a popples. Oh, yeah, I a love Ponzi them. scheme. They're so tiny and adorable. It's cute. I really, they are really cute. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Enough of that. We support for some reason. I guess, guys, guess what? We support this. <laughs> we don't, no, we don't support. We just love. We don't support. We just, we're ad- right. We adore. We don't Ponzi advocate. Scheme. It pays for someone's tuition, <laughs> but we don't approve of it. And also, I'm sure someone lost their home mortgage. So that's sad. Yeah. yeah it's sad, but we're, we're distant. Well, I don't need to keep talking. <laughs> we just love a Ponzi <laughs> Hi, this is a message for Scam Wow. Uh, my name is Sarah. I'm a lifelong Houstonian, and I was listening to your episode um, that you did a while back about the Astro scandal. And everybody thought it was so weird that Jose Altuve's wife was jealous because he ripped off his sweat, his jersey, and then later on then what told his teammates not to rip it off because his wife would be upset. I just want to say like we're all all Houstonians are sick about the scandal that went on with the Astros. So when that happened with the wife, that was sold to us way before I think it was like more national news on the on a more local uh, news story. It was sold to us because since the Astros won in twenty seventeen, the Astros wives have been a big part of the game. For one reason, Kate Upton is married to a star Astro, Justin Berlander, and they, she even has what's called like a Kate Upton sweater that's like a big deal in Houston. It's an Astro sweater that Kate Upton wore one time and now guys and girls wear it and everybody is like buying up. They can't keep in stock these Kate Upton sweaters that run almost $200. Um, Carlos Correa got per- engaged. He proposed to his uh, then fiance um, at the 2017 World Series, so it was sold to us at first. Like it was like a cute little thing, like oh, Jose Altuve is being cute with his wife, and she doesn't want to deal with like mending his jersey or taking it to get mended or whatever. It was just seemed like it was a sweet thing. And now looking back after we know the scandal thing, um, it, it does seem weird. But we did on a local level hear that story way before and it was sold as something sweet. Of course, now that we know with a scandal going on, although the buzzers were not confirmed, yes, of course, it seems weird to everybody. And it's kind of weird that immediately at first, before anybody even asked about the jersey, it was pushed in our face that his wife would be upset if he tore it off. So just wanted to say that. Um, thanks. The callback number is eight. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't like I feel like women always have to be the bad guy so I just didn't oh, like wait. that he blamed it on his wife yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. oh my wife won't let me rip my jersey off so that's what bothered me about this story but um, apparently we we they knew about that already and thought it was cute yeah 
Also, that uh, sweater that Kate Upton was wearing is cute, and I do want it, and it is $200. That is cute. <laughs> All right. Now we have an email that is a well-researched scam from a username, yes. Lindsay. And um, this is like a little mini scam for you guys. Yeah. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Lindsay. Dear Caitlin and Sue, first of all, hi. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of the podcast and listen to it every day at work. Oh my God. Yay. Thank you. You both are so funny and I love all the interesting stories. I find myself having to stifle a laugh at my desk. So you guys are doing a great job. Yes. I love a stifled laugh. That means, that <laughs> means the world to us. This is my kind of email. <laughs> yeah. I'm emailing because I wanted to bring a scam to your attention as it makes me so mad and hurts so many people. The scam is predatory law schools. Oh, as I know a person nothing about is, this. I didn't, yeah. As a person, but I do believe that college yeah. is a scam fully. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. As a person who is starting law school in the fall, I feel like I have researched every corner of the law school realm pretty much obsessively. And mm-hmm. after learning about predatory law schools, my blood is boiling with how much they take advantage of people and scam them out of their time and money. Yeah. So she gave us some good articles, which we'll put in the show notes. And then she goes on to say- Really smart. Yeah. She's very smart. We go. She goes on to say, predatory schools are small, often for-profit schools that accept thousands of students into their classes every year with promises of great scholarships and almost guaranteed acceptance. Any law, any law school- hopefully will recognize them as small schools that email you incessantly with promises of certain co- certain scholarships before they have ever seen your resume or your application. Ooh. The students that end up getting lured into these schools are traditionally students who have performed lower on the LSAT and have scores of GPAs that make them feel like there is nowhere else that will accept them. These students believe that any law degree is better than no law degree at all, but don't understand how much someone can take advantage of them and their aspirations. Many of these low-ranked, according to U.S. News and World Report rankings, schools charge around the same price as their higher-ranked top-tier counterparts, around $250,000 total for cost of living and tuition at the end of three years. These predatory schools promise students great scholarships, which can be appealing, but many of them are conditional on maintaining a certain grade point average. Hmm. So they're hoping that they don't do very well. I guess, yeah. They lose it, yeah. This all sounds hunky-dory, except when you consider that law school is graded on a curve. That means when a law school offers a scholarship contingent on maintaining a 3.0 GPA, every student that takes that looks at it saying, that's not so bad, I did way better than that in undergrad. However, the law school curve at that specific school may ensure that two-thirds of the students fall beneath the curve and oh, that no. two-thirds will lose their scholarships after the first semester. Oh. Many students will then rationalize taking out loans to pay for the rest of school because they have already uprooted their lives to be there. So school that they believed would be originally half tuition or tuition-free is now costing them $200,000 or more, plus interest accumulating on loans. That's hard. Some of the, yeah, that's insane. Some of these schools will also set their curved median so low so even the students... Ha- excelling have a low GPA and are unable to transfer to a higher ranked school later on. Whoa. Weird. Mm -hmm. Now, there are many people who take out this amount of money every year to attend law schools like Columbia, Yale, Duke, and many others in the top tier. But these students are typically able to repay the money due to the connections to high-paying jobs that schools like these provide and the fact 
that almost all of the top tier schools have loan repayment programs that can aid students that choose to go to low into lower paying public sector jobs. Hmm. Also, almost which is good. Also, mm-hmm. almost every school in the top tier and many in the t- top tier or the second tier do not have these GPA conditional scholarships. When they offer you money to attend, that money will be yours unless you actually fall unless you actually fail out of school or drop out. Mm-hmm. Predatory schools often fall in tier three or four, meaning they are ranked 100 or below on the U.S. News and World Report rankings. Wow. Many of these people believe, many people believe taking on this sort of debt for any law school is okay because of the myth that if you have a law degree, you can get a high paying job yeah. and we'll, yeah, and we'll soon recoup that debt. But these high paying jobs usually go to the graduates of the top tier prestigious schools, not the schools that are low in rankings and at risk of losing their accreditation. You can lose your accreditation when less than 30% of your students are passing the bar after graduation. And these schools are almost falling beneath the mark, which is crazy. Many students, many graduates from these predatory schools graduate without gaining a job, or they simply are given low-paying jobs by the school for the time being so that the school can report that they are employed on reports. These jobs given are typically financed by the tuition dollars students that are still in the school have been scammed into paying. These students paying for the graduates' temporary jobs don't know that they are about to be in the same situation. Additionally, there are law school deans of these predatory schools walking away from a school with $867,000 salaries while their students swim in debt. Who knew it paid so well to be in charge of a law school that is considered failing? So very much like an MLM and all it all is wrapped up in a pretty bow of a law degree. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. that makes sense. I know it's sort of a rambling, but I do love your show and can't wait to see what other scams you guys have in the future. This is a sad one, but hope you guys find it interesting. Best regards, <laughs> Lindsay. Lindsay. Thank you, Lindsay. While reading that, I think I realized that I went to a scammy college. Really? Yeah. I mean, that was exactly like my college. <gasps> no like, I applied to all these schools and I... I'm not someone who can take a test very well. So I neither can I. No, I had very low SATs and only got into this one school that I ended up going to that kept kept emailing me and kept like sending me mail and kept offering me scholarships. And then my scholarships were contingent on 3.0. Um, and I kept them all and it was fine. But mm. I did have a little bit of debt, but that's how I went to college. <laughs> yeah. No, I um I did horrible on my SATs mm-hmm. and I even took an SAT prep class and I didn't realize at that time the like level of my dyslexia or like the test anxiety that I would have. And I would literally, someone told me once, oh, the SAT answers are basically based on just the average Joe. What would the average Joe say to an answer? And so then I started reading this with my actress brain going, well, a scientist would answer this way, but an average show would answer this way. But, you know, a beauty queen, she might answer this way. So I started a- answering the question in my mind, getting so anxious about which character they wanted to answer instead of just what's the correct answer. <laughs> no, there would be all these thoughts in my head. I yeah, know. I it was that. too hard. It was too hard. And then thank God Syracuse had an audition and I aced the audition. <laughs> thank God. That's because. Amazing. I could not. I definitely didn't get into a bunch of things because of my low-scoring SATs. Mm. Well, shout out to Pace University for all the scholarships. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> shout out to SU for letting me be, you know, not the best test taker, but somebody who can cry on cue. 
bitch. Can you really? Um, I can now. Yeah. I've always wanted to. Yeah, I'm jealous. You just got to breathe. It's, I'll tell you, I'll demystify you. It's in the breath. And if you breathe like you're about to cry, it helps. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you ever also, what? put onions on your eyes or something? Is that No, because that like, yeah, but you could, but that like stings your eyes. Or I remember in Friends, like Joey was like pulling out pubic hair or something that like hurt or something. <laughs> Maybe that was some other TV show. But like that, like for a long time too, it would be, I would think of like my poppy dying, which was so sad, but then I would be sad all day long. So then it, I just learned that it's just like a way you breathe, almost hyperventilating, just like very deep breathing. And I guess combo hyperventilating, being upset. And then you just, I just believe that I'm in that situation. And then I cry. Good for you. There you go, guys. There's some acting lessons. You don't need to go to college. <laughs> but I do think law school is a scam. And I think that um, college in general is pretty scammy. Well, I have a good friend that, and Alan's a good friend, went through law school and he has so much debt to pay back and he has a really wonderful job right now and they're doing great, but he's like, I'm still 10 plus years, like I'll be having to pay my law school. And I think it's just something that also law schools go like, yep, this is part of the system. It's part of like the, the um, I don't know, trials and tribulations of school. And it's like, does it have to be? Can you mm-hmm. just... Does it have to be that horrible? I don't know. We sort of accept it and it's a bummer. It is a bummer. It's a bummer. Hard. And I think it also, there's a whole nother topic, but steers people away from law school. Somebody who like, I can't handle that experience or I won't be able to like live those years in debt or I don't have the money to even, I already have debt. I don't want to keep going. Like it'll deter a lot of people from that profession. Totally. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> so be careful out there. Be careful. All right. This all next email is from okay. Yvette. She says, have you watched Dirty John on Netflix and the podcast? I listened to it, met the woman last year at CrimeCon <gasps> in New Orleans, and then watched the Netflix show. John Meehan is the guy who, who scams people pretty much throughout this his whole life and ultimately ends up scamming women and finally gets what he deserves which leads to the podcast and show. He scammed elderly patients, women, service providers, and more throughout the story. Just thought you'd be interested and it'd be good to hear y'all discuss it. Love the podcast. I struggle with depression and this is one of the few things that keeps me laughing and gets me to smile when I listen. Yay! Yay, depression sisters! (laughs) Sisters in sadness. Woo-woo. I love you. Um, You're also one of our new best friends. And you know, I haven't watched Dirty John yet, but I you did haven't? hear about it on other podcasts. Everybody, everybody's watched it. Everybody's talked about it, and I'm behind. It's so good. I would listen to the podcast series. Wondery had a podcast series called Dirty John, and it's just fascinating, really fascinating story. It's basically, you know, like Brooks and Vicky. Yes, it's that. It's that. It's like a guy who scams a lady. All right, I like it. It's basically the same thing. Okay, I'll watch it. Okay. But it's bad and there's a murder at the end. So, okay. But it's true. <laughs> See, guys, this, this is why we avoid it. Any murders, any killings, Caitlin can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> My emotional balance is very much on the edge here. And if you add a murder or death, not gonna read it. But don't you never get in the headspace where you're like, I'm so gonna murder someone <laughs> no but i'm so depressed and bummed out that i need more darkness and i no. need to watch murder no because if i am depressed and, and sad and i read more darkness then i stay in that darkness for god knows how long i am somebody who will not crawl out so it's just like it's like i'm already sad i'd much rather eat my feelings i'd much rather deal yeah. with my eating food issues and eat my feelings than like 
go into this like sad, creepy place. Also, anytime I look out a window, I'm going to think somebody is looking in and going to get me. Like I- I'm like too paranoid. Like I learned mm. that when I was like a child. Like I read, I read the series called like the Babysitter Something series, and it was all these like horror like thriller books for kids. And it was about a babysitter constantly about to get murdered. I don't know why I read these books. I thought it like seemed like cool and sexy and like mature. It scared the shit out of me. And I like couldn't think of babysitting. Every time I babysat, I was like, someone's outside. They're going to scrape on the window and I'm going to die tonight. Like, so I just, I just know, thank God at this age, I can't go down those roads. I can't. They're going to kill me with their window scraping. Yes. Oh, it's so creepy. I can't even, can't even think about it. Okay. 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 I can't think about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Okay. All right. Uh, yes. But thank you so much. And viewers, if you've heard about it or um, want to respond love, to Yvette. I love Dirty John. Thank you, Yvette. Um, I watched everything. I even watched most of the Bravo show, which I don't usually watch something that I have like heard a documentary or watched mm-hmm. a documentary on. So like um, the Gypsy Rose story, I didn't watch the act, but even though I heard it's good, but I even no, watched no, a Bravo no, no. show on this and it was really good. Ooh. Well, so I'm positive there's another listener who's heard about this and then you can call in and respond to Yvette because <laughs> our listeners talk to each other. So I really like that. <laughs> Speaking of which. Yes. Oh, we got a good old, our friend, John, Australian John here. I love him so much. He said, it was a thrill to hear you read my scam. We're reading your reply, John, because we love you. And he said, it might be worth saying, it is worth saying, John, anything is, um, that my bank account pounced on the anonymous ID theft. Yes, John, that is true. Um, is that not business as usual in the homeland of all this? Scam Searly, John. John! Scam Searly! You know, he's the only one who signs that, and we'll always love him for it. I like that. Yes. He had the, um, this was in New York when he had a scam a charge on his count for like a dollar sixty seven at a hotel. Yeah, and he thought it was so bizarre. And I was telling him that that is what con artists do because they see if the charges go mm-hmm. through, and then they know that that's an active card that they can keep using. Next time, um, John, I would like you to call in because I want to hear the sound of your voice. <laughs> yeah, John, you're from Australia. You're you automatically are better. <laughs> so just call in an Australian and talk to accent. Us, say Mel Gibson and tell us because it's going to sound like. I mean, say Belle Gibson, because it's going to sound like Mel Gibson. John, did you know about Mel Gibson? You know, we have a lot more questions for John. John, (laughs) what's up? John, how are you? How's it going? How's it going? Okay, now we have a really fun voicemail that I'm excited to play, because um, the person says this very sad stuff in a really fun way. I feel like, yes, we would be friends with her as well. Okay, great. Okay, all right, great. Hi, uh, this message is for ScamWell. Um, I just started listening to the ScamWell podcast, and I love it so much. And um, I'm listening sort of out of order, but I'm binge listening. <laughs> um, so I hope you guys are still listening to these phone messages. But I uh, just heard the episode on Jonestown, which was fascinating. And I've heard so much about that story, but there are details in, in your podcast that I'd never heard before. Um, and one of them was about how he was in the Pentecost and was this like preacher person and I just wanted to share a scam from my personal life um, that when I was very small, maybe four years old, my mom was actually married to a Pentecostal tent revival 
creature. Um, I don't know if y'all are familiar with tent revival stuff. I don't even know if it still happens anymore, but it was really popular in the 80s. Um, and, you know, it happened in the Bible Belt, like in all the southern states, and it was you know, these preachers and these, like, total crooks would go to these tiny towns and pop up, like, blue and yellow tents, you know, huge. It looked like the circus or something. And they would just build these basically pop-up churches. Um, and so all the local people would drive, you know, miles and miles to come uh, to the pop-up, you know, tent revival church. Uh, we lived in an RV at the time and would drive all around the Bible Belt um, so that my mom's crook husband, uh, although she believed it at the time. I don't think she realized he was a crook until later, but his name was Glenn A. Joy, which just sounds like a crook name. Um, I'm sure he's in prison now. I tried to Google him a couple of times because I remember him, and even as a kid, I remember thinking he seemed just a little too slick. Um, but anyway, he was a total scammer. I don't know if y'all have seen the movie Leap of Faith with Steve Martin, but I'm sure that was his aspiration. It's a great movie. Um, and it was really sad because he would take advantage of these or Bible Belt people who just wanted to believe in something and maybe didn't have the kind of church they wanted at their disposal, so they would drive from all over to come to these uh, big shows. Um, and they would do all the uh, type of things, kind of like Jonestown, but even more so, where they'd lay hands on people. And I had these really vivid memories, even though I was little, of, you know, people would go up and repent, and all the preacher people would lay hands on them. And the, the people who were being saved or whatever would would be convulsing like they'd start shaking and fall on the floor and like I mean it's pretty disturbing to see as a kid these are probably some of my first memories actually um but yeah they they convulse on the floor and turn red and just all these crazy reactions and everyone was speaking in tongues and um just really intense okay so she cut off but then she emailed us because She's a badass and told us the rest of the story. She said that the scam was that it was total bullshit. Glenn A. Joy didn't have any qualifications as a clergy person or anything like that. And since it was donations-based worship, he would just put on a show and steal their money. My mom won't discuss that period of her life, so I don't know the details about it. Oh, if they had plants in the audience or if these people just truly wanted to believe in something and got hoodwinked. But nevertheless, it was also sort of a perfect scam because we'd literally roll into town, take everybody's money, and then roll out. Oh my God. That is crazy. She, I know, she goes on to say, later, Glenn A. Joy, which does sound insane, stole literally everything that belonged to my mom and then left her. Shocker. I'm sure he's in jail or dead and good riddance. I wish I could say that this was the end of my mom's bizarre brush with religion, but later she belonged to a bricks and mortar Pentecostal church. And I was sent off to summer camp with these people who claimed they could teach me how to speak in tongues. That's crazy. But that's probably another story. Thanks for what you do. I love hearing about scams and grifters. Amy. Mm -hmm. Amy! What? Amy? What? Also, Amy, that, that, that is so nuts that that was your first childhood memory. That is a really disturbing, horrible thing. And also as a kid kids know like of course you were like this guy's off like kids freaking know my son will like a lady will come up to him and he's like no mom and i'm like you're right that's a fucking weirdo and we, we're moving that's yes this what? lady literally and then i'm gonna get back to glenn she she asked my son do you want to come live with me do you want to come stay with me at my house 
because mm-hmm. he's now brave and he wants to walk next to the stroller. And she was like, oh, you don't want to go with your mommy? Can you come with me? And Lou looked at me and I was like, no, Lou, you're not going anywhere. And he then he just started crying because he was just so uncomfortable. And then the whole day he like was really clingy to me because this weird lady, and I think she thought it was a joke, but I was also like, don't tell my kid you're going to steal that's him. Scary. Like, that's not funny. Anyway, that's a tangent. But um, I'm just saying, like, you were so right, Amy, to know that this was shady. And I think I, I think kids, kids always know. know. And also this whole thing sounds like a circus. Yeah. That's <laughs> like what a she, tent thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, maybe it was, like, inspired by. Because we don't know what Glenn Joy's life was. Yeah, and like they roll in, set up a tent, take everybody's money and leave. That's a circus. There's got to be popcorn. There's probably, and people are speaking in all kinds of languages. (laughs) Yeah, there's always a bearded lady in these tents. (laughs) People are speaking in tongues. I mean, it sounds insane. And also though, I totally see myself as somebody like your mom who's like, but you know what? He loves me. (laughs) That's the thing. thing. I would be with the ringleader too. Like there's something about being a part of a mission and being part of a team and mm-hmm. going in and, and educating and elevating a town and being like, we're going to help you and save you. And if you if you don't have plans and if you do see people turning in tongues, then that's also constantly like reaffirming your belief. So I'm, I totally I'm get- I'm low-key obsessed with speaking in tongues and people- You are. I'm so obsessed with it. Because but also you had a religious upbringing, right? Yeah, I did. But we didn't speak in tongues, but I just think it's- mm-hmm very strange yeah it's fascinating yeah. also i think i'd be somebody if they're like speaking tongues i'd be like sure why not blah, <laughs> you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> i just feel like i'm very easily excited and i could just join <laughs> any one of those groups <laughs> put me in a tent give me the ringleader and i am so happy <laughs> i am flattered and just pleased please just Punch. Well, listen, I agree. It's a miracle that I never joined a cult or that I, I haven't yet, you know? It's a miracle every day. Uh, you know? We're just There's alcoholics. Still <laughs> There's still time. Wait, just alcohol. That's all I got. That's it. What's up, people of the world? It's your boy, Sue Smith. Sue Smith. Modern Fertility is back and they're great. Modern Fertility is the easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. You just mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. And it's super easy. When you go to the doctor, these tests can cost like up to $1,000, but the Modern Fertility test is only $159. And my listeners, can use the code SCAM and get 20 bucks off. How do you like that? So just go to modernfertility.com slash scam. And if you're wondering, so it's like, I took this test, they sent me a kit. I had to wait until the third day of my period and then test my blood. You just prick your finger and put it on a little card and then send it in. And they do all these things. They send you all this data about your test. They test eight different hormones, which is really cool. And they test like a lot of fertility hormones. They test some regular hormones like your thyroid. They test your AMH, which is like, I don't know. And then they test your ovarian reserve. I don't really know what it means, but they do explain it all. 
and it's very fascinating. So if you like like lots of data, it's really cool. If you like to know what every single hormone is in your drops of bloods, it's really cool. Um, as we know, my cat stepped in mine and my test didn't even get contaminated. It still worked just fine. They also say like when I can expect fertility or when I can expect menopause, they said 51 and boy, I can't wait. I've been waiting for menopause since the day I turned 13 and had my first period at a chili cook-off, folks. But anyway, enough about me. They give you 14 reports and then you make a plan for your fertility and, and how to use it and what to do and how to conceive. So, like I said, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners 20 bucks off the test when you go to modernfertility.com scam. That means it'll cost you $139 instead of the hundreds or even thousands it could cost at a dock. Get 20 bucks off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com scam. That's modernfertility.com scam. Get your fertility tested. All right, we have an email from a therapist. Oh, this, this is a big one. This was very exciting. This was one that then Sue texts me and goes, Caitlin, we got a therapist. It was right after our episode came out, right after our Trump episode, we were saying how emotional we were. We were really nervous about people's responses. And we had a call to action. We said, if you're a therapist, please tell us, like, what do we do? And literally, you guys, as soon as we released the episode, some lovely woman contacted us and it basically saved our lives. <laughs> I think yeah, it well, did a big so, deal like, for us. I I was so, we were both so stressed out about releasing a political episode because mm -hmm. for some, I don't know, we just thought it'd be too polarizing and people would troll us and dox us. And, and people us. have in the past trolled us for it. So we're like, okay, are yeah. we doing this again? Yeah. But we released it and this was the first response we got to the episode was from a therapist being like, you're cool. So that <gasps> made me feel better. <laughs> this was so nice. Okay. So. Okay. This is from Sarah. She says, hello, thanks for bringing so much scam knowledge to the public. I too love scams and I also have strong worries about our political situation. I am a therapist and I would like to say a few things in response to this episode. Here's what I have to say regarding how to deal. First, mm -hmm. not only first, not one of us alone can take on these terrifying issues. When you hear some terrible news story and your response is sad, frightened and helpless, we know that it is not your job to directly rescue civilization or fix the problem. Thank God. Mm -hmm. Second, participate in political activism in ways that feel good to you. If this means exercising your right to vote when the time comes, do it. If it means marching and protesting, know when and where those take place. If it means educating and keeping information up to date with your allies, keep those conversations flowing. Knowing mm. what's meaningful to you and give yourself Know what's meaningful to you and give yourself permission to select the ones that you can take on. Third, limit how much media you consume. Scary things mm -hmm. are coming at us all the time, everywhere. It's too much. Give yourself breaks. It's okay to get information in little chunks. Fourth, find the good. Look for the things that are happening that are positive. It's easy to have mm -hmm. blinders on when everything seems terrible. I hope this helps. Keep the scams coming, ladies. Sarah. So I was at wow. Disney. No, I wasn't at Disney. I was at Universal Studios when I got this and I responded to her right away. And I said, Sarah, yeah. thank you so much for responding with those helpful tips. But like, how does political activism ever feel good in this political climate? It feels bad. 
Um, thanks again, Sue. And Sarah said, fair point. If no types of ac- if no types of activism feel good, then are there any that feel manageable or make a difference to you, even if it only impacts a small number? Disclosure, I personally struggle with it too. It often feels like a chronic illness without any certainty of an end. Professionally, it's challenging trying to instill a sense of hope to those looking for support. I've been trying to limit how much time I spend consuming news stories and also try to pay special attention to anything positive I can find, even if it's small. Maybe that's irresponsible, but that's what I'm doing right now as it's a long time to endure. I'll take it day by day. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's such a good idea. And I really love it when my therapist breaks the fourth wall and she's like, well, this is what I'm doing. And I'm like, please tell me. It helps so much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Tell me what to do. It's too much. And I guess it doesn't feel good to engage. Well, I guess, yeah, that's how I responded. was like, nothing feels good to engage. It all feels overwhelming. It all feels like too much. But my one friend is doing a project where she's making these like goofy campaign videos for Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. And that's fun. Mm-hmm. And that would feel good to engage in. Or like even to support so or promote. I also, yeah, I don't know. I'm having a very tough time with it too. And I like go back and forth. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I engage by just like talking to Alan about it. <laughs> I can really only talk to like <laughs> one person about it. And then that's it. I can't, you yeah. know, and I'm when I feel, oh, I don't even want to admit all this stuff. I just like, the problem is, is that whatever you do, it never feels like you're doing enough. Like, and mm. the little bit that I do to keep myself sane so that I don't cry about it or I'm not crazy. Like, I donate to specific things that I really care about. And I think the media is too much. And I think it's become a reality TV show and we just need to limit it all. Mm-hmm. A limit's good. But it's hard to know what, what to get involved in and what to take on and, and what But I like to. that she so says, I'll take it day by day. Literally, we mm-hmm. need to, like, have that stitch printed. <laughs> We need that. Mm-hmm. We need that watercolor too. In a watercolor. Day by day, guys. We'll deal with tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> Which is why I never make good dinner plans. Alan's like, what are we having for dinner? I'm like, I don't know. I can only take it hour by hour. He's like, well, it's dinner time. <laughs> well, I'm hungry. Yeah, and I was like, well, I, I'm sorry. This is all I have right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, okay. This is a mm, ironic email. Mm-hmm. What if, uh, what if I told you that you could lose 80 pounds in just one year and be taken off all your meds? You've, <laughs> you even get to eat six times a day. You don't even need to exercise. As a matter of fact, exercise is actually discouraged. But at what cost can you achieve all this? Well, for only $400 a month, you can supply yourself and yourself only with a whole almost monthly supplies of bars and shakes that you eat five of a day. <laughs> but where is the sixth meal mentioned? Well, that is a meal you cook yourself called a leaning green. <laughs> but you actually have to spend a little bit more on that th- than the $400 and go to the store and get all the ingredients for that meal. <laughs> Altogether, you have consumed a whopping 800 to 1,000 calories for the entire day after eating five packaged meals no. and your leaning green. No. Fruits are not allowed on this program either. Starving yourself is a great way to lose ra- weight. You can even spend extra money by purchasing flavor powder packs to make your water more yummy. (laughs) This plan is all backed up by science, and they are even affiliated with Villanova University. Wow. How can you start an awesome plan like this? Well, contact a health coach, of course. (laughs) They will be by your side the whole way, collecting a piece of your financial soul. They will even encourage you to become a health coach yourself after only two weeks of being on this amazing health and wellness program. 
No actual health background required, and it will only cost you $200 to start up and $99 a year to maintain your coach status. You can do all the work by being attached to your phone and Facebook 24-7. This is a great way to make money to help pay for food. Plus, you'll even be able to make enough to buy a new car, house, or boat. Boat? But make sure you're in the top 1% of business to actually make any money. 37% of people make no money at all. Not only will you see a transformation in your physical self, but you will see a transformation in your mental and financial health as well. You'll be surrounded by like-minded individuals who will hold your weak, shaky hand all the way to the (laughs) bank. What is this super awesome plan called? PM me for all the details. Just kidding. Don't. It's called Octavia. Once called Metafast. Oh my God. So funny. Once called Metafast. Note, I've never done this program. Just known a lot of people who have. And this person Um, is remained anonymous. And I will tell you, my aunt lived off of Metafast. (gasps) And that was like, I have such a deep, horrible history with Metafast. And she was always starving herself. And she'd be like having these frozen shakes. And she'd always be telling me about them. She never became a coach. But she swore mm-hmm. by them because she would lose all of this weight because she was starving herself because that's what happens. Um, so creepy. And I'm glad to know this is the new name of it because if I ever see Metafast, it just reminds me of a real tough time. <laughs> oh, my God. And then she sent she sent a bunch of links and one of them is a video of a review from an actual dietitian, which is like so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to say I don't I'm not a doctor or a dietitian, but I think if you're eating under a thousand calories a day, not great. Just starvation? Yeah. I don't think it's great for you. I don't really know, but I don't I know I can't do it. I can't live off that. Mm-mm. And I don't think it's something to be happy about. But it's like if you're pl- paying for a plan that's only gonna give you that's gonna help you eat less than a thousand calories a day, then just don't eat. Yeah. Just don't pay for it. I think it that was the plan I did when I was in that um not Metafast, but like a basically the infomercial. Basically, the infomercial was like a starvation thing because they would send you meals. And looking back at it now, we weren't eating anything. So all that makes sense. <laughs> I get it, guys. <laughs> this is crazy. Thank you for that. Just save your money and starve yes. yourself. Duh. Thank you for that fun email. And you're lovely. And this person wanted to be anonymous. And we get it. It's so creepy. We wish you the best. And we wish you all the health and none of the Metafast, Optifast, fasting, Optivia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, this is interesting. Hello. I spent the last several weeks listening to as many of your podcasts as I can. Wonderful, Aww. beautiful. Thank you for your service. You're welcome. Oh, thank you. Um, I just thought I would share my personal experience in this area to offer the perspective of employees. Here's what's up with Savage X Fenty. So this that's a, Rihanna's uh-huh, um, this, lingerie line. Yeah. This is a lingerie line of Rihanna's beauty brand. (laughs) They offer affordable quality undergarments, but here's the catch. They have a, quote, free membership program, which gives access to free shipping, discounts, and member-only lingerie sets. I'm here for a bargain, so of course I signed up right away. Girl, I know. (laughs) We're here for a bargain. Yes, we're here for a bargain. Um, However, this membership charges your credit card (gasps) $49.99 every single month. You can skip a month. I guess that means to not get a lingerie, but... You only have between the 1st and the 6th to skip that month. Customer service will not go back and cancel the payment if you miss the deadline. This $49.99 store credit can only be spent on certain items on the website. 
I'm not trying to spend $49.99 on anything unless I really like it, and I'm not going to spend more than I have to. The scam has gotten me multiple times, and I bet it's one of the brand's biggest moneymaker. Customers sign up for the free membership to save money, forget to skip the month, and or not like the options available that month, but keep the membership so that they can save money when they want to do it to spend their store credit. Pretty sure this scam will eventually be illegal. So far, I've been charged $100 <gasps> that I did not want. Small businesses often scam their employees. In my opinion, a job is a job. Employees should only have to extend the emotional and time commitment that they are being paid for. Small business owners pay play up the idea. Okay, this is also her opinion, not our opinion, but I... I know and this, this is happened. different from Rihanna. This is just yeah. Her this opinion is separately. This is her opinion. Yeah. For some small businesses, the owner will play up the idea of being a quote family to justify unpaid work, low wages, and asking employees to take on inappropriate responsibilities. They tell their employees how little money they are making off the business, as if that is the responsibility of the employees. Customers who come in feel good about their purchase and support a small business, while the employees work at or below poverty level. Meanwhile, corporations often have better employee rights, protection, benefits, job mobility. This has been my experience with scams so far. Thank you for helping us avoid more. Keep up the good work, Elise. Elise, thank I'll you. say thank you. Um, that happened to me once. I did work for this like small catering company and they made me feel so responsible mm -hmm. for their failing business. I don't think it's every small business at all. And I don't think it's like every mom and pop store is like this. But I think that is something that some business uses manipulation but I also think some big corporations use it too. And they say that like, we're, they, all these, all these employers that want to say we're a family. It's just sometimes. They're not your family. No, they're your employer. And sometimes it's, it's used for great and people will help you with like, if you have a sudden loss or anything like that, like it's really nice. But as soon as then they start to expect things for you, for your free time, for more emotional things that you don't have and aren't required in the job they are taking advantage of you. Yeah, our friends web crawlers have a good episode on this topic um, and it's called, uh, they call it corporate cults. So like how um, corporations and like places you work become, use use the tactics of cults to like control you. So yeah. I would I would recommend that. I really liked it. Um, they talk about a bunch of different ones. They talk about, um, what's that, this restaurant here in LA Cafe Gratitude and a few oh, others. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. but for this Rihanna one, Rihanna, I am disappointed, Fenty. That yeah, it's is almost so like an Amazon Prime that isn't once a year. Like I would understand if it was fifty dollars for once. But every I single keep, month. I keep getting served these ads on Instagram and Facebook for this lingerie and it's always like two for $29.99. I'm like, how is that so cheap? But this is why it's a subscription service that they screw you on. And you're right. They're you're totally right. They're making all their money from the people that don't know to cancel. And also to only be able to cancel it from day one, the first to the sixth of the month, that's gotta not that's be fair. Crazy. Like there should be something I think you have thirty days for most things to cancel. I don't know. I'm glad but maybe you should fight that hundred dollars. Like I think you should fight it and threaten to report them. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to tell yeah. anybody to threaten anybody, but um I've had to do that before. I did not approve these like automatic I think it was Expedia, something crazy when I was really young. It was these automatic payments they were taking from my credit card. I called them. I spoke to manager above manager above manager above manager. And I said, I didn't approve these charges. And um, I got back a bunch of money. So I'd say fight for it. Yeah. And thank absolutely. you for letting us know. <laughs> thank you.
You want to read these Instagram comments? Yes. Okay, so this is um, McKimmy. Um, she responded on Instagram. We were talking about the Louis Vuitton, uh, the fake purses. She said, I remember going to the Orange County Swap meet and having to give the vendors the nod and they would take you behind the booth for the good stuff. That's where allegedly I got my all horribly made Chanel and Louis Vuittons. Louis Vuitton, <laughs> that's good. That's so funny. And then this one is so funny from Claire Rose. She said, this is based on our Belle Gibson episode. She said, a scrum master is a type of project manager for software development. They don't scrub anything. I know. We were like, scrum? What a weird word. What is that? But it's I thought it software. was like those people. Yeah. So um, Belle's boyfriend, who's like fronting all of her stuff, is titled a scrum master. And I thought it was like one of those, what's that? Um that Canadian Olympic sport where they have brooms and they go back and forth. I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, the squishy yeah. squashy thing. I thought that's what it was. <laughs> what is that? My cousin does that. I know. Someone, I know you guys listening, you're like, Kaylin, it's obviously the Swisher sweeper. Curling. Curling. Hurling. Curling? It's called curling. Curling. Yeah. I thought a scrub masker was also a curler, but it's not. Okay. Thank that's you for telling us, Claire. Fiction. Thank you. All right. Um, this one is from Laura, our newest Patreon subscriber. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. And she says, hello, ladies of ScamWow podcast. I found your podcast in an anti-MLM rage fest <gasps> looking Yay. for more scammy content to consume. Probably the, the anti-MLM Reddit when we did the so. Reddit Q&A. Infotainment content is my favorite content, and I absolutely love your pod. Well, Thank we you. hope we info you enough because <laughs> we can info and loose infoers. <laughs> like Sue, I reached peak murder a couple years ago and just can't do it anymore. I have depression wow. and also had a friend murdered in a domestic violence incident on July 4th, 2018. I'm so Fourth sorry. Fourth of July and true crime are just fucking ruined forever right now. Oh, of no. Course. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Thankfully, there's plenty of scammy content to focus on instead. Side note, thank you for both being open about your mental health and substance issues. We need to talk about it and normalize it, and I really appreciate your openness and honesty. Also, you're both wonderful and beautiful, and your voices are great. Is this a perfect email? Yes. <laughs> yes. Perfect email. Ding, ding, ding. Also, it's a perfect email because you know now from hearing us what we need in a perfect email. Like, this is like, a, again, you guys are our friends in this. She this knows. Is very loving. This is wonderful. <laughs> Anyway, I finally made it through the backlog. All of our episodes, that's so nice. I was waiting to get through it before emailing you the scams I have experienced. Yes, girl. There are a few. So here we go. One, someone spoof called me using the Comcast phone number to get my credit card info. Not only did I not realize it was a scam at the time, but he asked if he could be my boyfriend. (gasps) That's so funny. You will find a transcript of what I submitted to my local police department when I filed a police report attached. The officers in the lobby (laughs) receiving this document made me feel like a big dummy. But a few days later, a detective called and told me I did the right thing and not to be embarrassed about it. And this is why I do not pick up the phone unless I'm expecting a call and know the number. And then she did attach a... um, uh, <laughs> transcript. Uh, a transcript. Uh, That's a, and she wait. went to the police and good for her. Good for her. Who cares if the police, you know, they make you feel bad. They don't know what they're talking about. And also, yeah, a detective is going to tell you he's working on this case. He knows you did the right thing. And also, what is this? This creepy ass person must have also fallen in love with you. <laughs> and they asked you to be his 
boyfriend. Oh, if someone wants to be your boyfriend, honestly, I'm going to buy what they're oh, selling. <laughs> Just like the, circ- the tent revival. <laughs> someone asks you to be his boyfriend, I'll give him my credit card. It's very flattering. Okay. Again, you see how we folded an email? Like, really? It's not that hard for us. Um, okay. But yeah, you're so smart to not do that anymore. And don't be embarrassed. This is great. And also, this is a place to share that information because we love you. And we love a police cool. report. We do. We do. So here's the second one. And she says, in the past, I've done some weird freelance projects through Upwork, data mining, research tasks, etc. I was something it was something I could do in my free time to make a little extra cash. I data mined contact info for top execs at the top MLMs in the US for one project. This is how my obsession with the horribleness of MLMs truly started, I think. Great. I also sent handwritten letters for a real estate person. Wait. So I think that means she like went on the internet and tried to find and mind people's contact info Working for an, for an MLM. MLM. Yeah. Yeah. To target these people. Oh, that's so shady. Yeah. She said, I also sent handwritten, let- handwritten letters for a real estate person in Utah for $1 a letter. Handwriting projects, mail related projects are my favorite because I love mail and letters. Me too. Yeah, to know, be honest. That's so sweet. It you can sweet. mail us if you want. <laughs> We're friends. We should get a P.O. box for yeah, mail. Oh, my God. Box. Cool. Okay, guys. Yeah. We're getting it. <laughs> the weirdest one was I got paid to click on someone's website over and over with a different IP address. If you put your phone in airplane mode and then turn it off, you get a new IP address each time. Oh, Obviously, good hot tip, hot scammy hot tip. tip. Obviously, I wanted to know why he needed this done, so I Googled him. And from my research, he is a medical provider in NYC and had gotten into some wow. legal trouble, and it was well-publicized. So I think he was paying me to click on his website over and over again to manually optimize his medical practice website as the first thing that shows up when you Google him. Yep, that makes sense. Instead of the bad press. Mm -hmm. IDK, so you might have a better idea. He liked my efficiency, so he hired me again to do a bunch of research on how to file a trademark, (laughs) which was actually kind of interesting. I otherwise (laughs) would have no clue about how this process works. The internet told me he was a scummy dude, but honestly, I've had much worse bosses. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> so funny. This is funny. All of these were legit logged hours through Upwork, and I got paid through Upwork. Oh, good. The number one rule of Upwork is that you shouldn't take anything off the platform for your own safety and security. Oh, they okay. can't track it or help you if it's off the platform. So she means like, emailing people directly and stuff. Yeah, so you could work for an MLM and a scammy guy, but Upwork's helping you, so you're kind of safe, I guess. So stay on Upwork and don't do it through your personal account. I got an email. I got an interview request for a virtual assistant job, and they wanted to do the interview on Google Hangouts instead of through Upwork. Yeah. Immediately, I knew it was a scam, but I wanted to see what they were trying to pull. So (laughs) I went through the motions of their scam. They sent me a check for a large sum of money they wanted me to buy a laptop and other supplies for my new virtual assistant job, but the check was for more than what those things would cost. And they wanted me to send them back the difference. I knew about this check for too much money scam already. So I kept the check, did not cash it, and then ghosted them. I attached what they sent me. Just kidding. <laughs> I moved and can't find it. That's why I waited to send the email. That's funny. She really She's went through smart. it. To be a scam spawner and get to (laughs) the bottom of the scam. She was waiting to... I love that. Now, wait. So, I guess... Yeah, you don't cash it? Or would you... I don't really understand. So, So, I don't know. I feel like it's one of these checks that is going to bounce after you buy all the stuff or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's a... Don't... 
let people front you money for things. Great. She's great. She's smart. If you don't know them. Okay. There's a small, number three, there's a small events company in our area running scammy events, just taking people's money and doing the absolute bare minimum to not get in trouble. Hot air balloon fest that never launches balloons. <laughs> taco festival with like two taco trucks and then just a few other random trucks, etc. I have a friend who is more involved with this one. I can do more research and get back to you if you're interested. Yes. How are you going to have a hot air balloon fest and not launch any balloons? What the fuck? A taco truck festival with some other trucks. <laughs> I love it. Yes, we'd love. We are interested. Okay. We are. Also, I know you're both aware of the anti-MLM subreddit, but if you want to do a deep dive on the ongoing fucked up shit with all the LuLaRoe stuff, you should follow Defective Detectives subreddit. Okay, Ooh, guys. hot tip. Defective they Detectives, st- you heard it here. Yes. They started a Facebook group of former consultants or customers who got fucked over and eventually got zucked by Lulu Rohans, <laughs> so like flagged and taken down, yeah. and they moved themselves onto Reddit. During the My Dire lawsuit, oh, during the My Dire lawsuit, there was a period of time when I was very into all this tea and drama. One of the members paid for access to all the court documents and shared it with their group. Good shit. Wow, good for her. I love the uh, I love the it. Lulu Row drama. Yes. It's so good. The TLDR of this email is that I spend way too much time on the internet. <laughs> Speaking of which, I love that Mackenzie has introduced you to the magical world wormhole that is YouTube. Shout out she to Mackenzie. Mackenzie Thomas, we talk about her all the time. All the time. I've been watching YouTube regularly since the OG days of Jenna Marble, Shane Dawson, Philip DeFranco, etc. I don't know who that is. No, no. My boyfriend and I don't have cable. We just watch YouTube series. Our latest obsession is watching people explore abandoned buildings, Ooh. channels, the proper people, Bright Sun Films. Great. Yeah. We're weird nerds. We know it's fine. I love your YouTube episodes. <laughs> love, love you, ladies. I um, also just became a Patreon and you're my first Patreon subscription. Oh, that's Aww. so nice. Cheers, Laura. Laura. P.S. <laughs> we got more. We got PS. more. <laughs> Caitlin, on the subject of paying for things with gift cards, do you know about Raise? It's a discount gift card marketplace. I found their app is the most useful, user-friendly among the discount gift card corner of the internet. Rakuten also gives you 1% cash back on raised transaction. I use Rakuten and raise on the regular, on the reg to get scammy, to get things for just a little cheaper. It all adds up though. Is this above board? Yeah. Do I feel a little skimmy? Yeah. Do I feel bad about it? Nope. Feels good sticking it to capitalism in the little ways I can. Yes. So she's like couponing basically, Laura. Thank you for telling me. Thank you, Laura. I'm going to look this into this. Great. I know I'll get scammed by something accidentally, but that is cool. Mm, this is very nice. Thank you, Laura. Um, Laura, this was so funny. I started an Upwork account because I was like, maybe I'll do that. You're and starting a what? An Upwork account. So this thing that she oh, was yeah. talking about, it's like you can do like little jobs for a little bit of money. But then I always get excited about these things and then I never get work from them. So it's annoying. Yeah. And it's a lot of work to like go through all that. That's interesting though. But it's working yeah. for her. Um, I think that's so neat about if you put your phone on airplane mode and then turn it off, you get a new IP address each time. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. That I didn't know that. And that's a hot tip for scam related activities. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. so funny. Anyway, I'm just, I'm fully addicted and I love talking about Mackenzie Thomas. She's like, she is like our version of a Caroline Calloway that gets into every episode. She all roads lead back to Mackenzie Thomas. <laughs> all roads lead back to Mackenzie Thomas, who also led us back to Caroline Calloway. So it's really mm-hmm. lovely. 
I'll just say, guys, we have some great Instagram messages. Someone alerted us to look into cars for kids, which, you know, that really annoying commercial with those sweet kids playing fake acoustic instruments. 800 cars, cars for, for kids. K-A-R-S cars for kids. Yeah, so we're going to look into that. We're going to look into that. And then someone, actually, we've got a lot of requests to do a GMO episode and an organic food episode. So we got to do some research on that. And then. Um, someone mentioned oh, raw AJ water. F- what? Did you see the one for raw water? Yes, that's funny. Yeah. Somebody see- mentioned raw water, which is stupid. Mm-hmm. We're going to look into that. <laughs> like water being sold as like, now Special. you can drink raw, wa- <laughs> raw water. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> this is stupid. It's so dumb. Um... Oh, also, we had somebody respond to us that said it was really funny to hear your incorrect, incorrect pronunciation of our Aussie cities. <laughs> well, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> We're glad we can make you laugh because we don't know any of it. Um, also, someone uh, pointed out an artist put a heroin spoon outside, like yes. a big heroin spoon sculpture outside of Purdue Pharmaceuticals, which I think is hilarious. They got arrested. Um, right. But good because fuck Purdue guys we love it we love your calls we love your messages you know we're obsessed and we love you guys and this is Mm -hmm. what we this is how we make it through (laughs) it's great we love this community um and uh, also follow Sue on Instagram because she's really funny she has and (laughs) she's just posted on in a beautiful tie-dye t-shirt Epstein didn't kill himself (laughs) I got the best t-shirt today I ordered it online it is a Tie-dye t-shirt with a Care Bear on it that says Epstein didn't kill himself. Oh. I mean, can you think of a better t-shirt? It's so good. She's on Sue Smith on Instagram. She's amazing. Well, and also you should follow Kaylin on Instagram because oh, sometimes beautiful. you just might get a little sneak peek of Lewis. Oh, yes. Yeah, and she is Katie Brodnick on Instagram. Yes. She's very good. And, um, and she and Katie, um, I don't know if you know this about her, but she loves to fuck a shrub. She loves <laughs> I, to fuck a shrub. I love shrubbery. I, and there's I a lot in, of shrub porn on there. There's a lot of shrub porn. I love gardens. I think everyone should be <laughs> fucking gardens. Um, they're beautiful. They should be mm-hmm. sexualized. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's my sexual sexual identity, I think. Yeah, I love garden. Yeah. I'm a garden fucker. Um, guys, thank you so much. <laughs> She's a garden fucker. That's my girl. What can I say? Give me a t-shirt. <laughs> also, Alan wears the daddy fucks t-shirt all the time and we keep laughing because he's going to accidentally wear it to like our pediatrician appointment. <laughs> like, <laughs> we have a tea public shop, guys, that has like all of our t-shirts and daddy fucks is our favorite one. Yeah. yeah. If you go to scamwowpodcast.com, you can find links to our Patreon or tea public, all that good stuff. Yes. And then, um, as you know, we love these phone calls. So you can always call us at 347-509-9414. That number's also on our Instagram if you, you know, don't want to write it down right now. If you're, like, traveling, you're on the move, you're doing things, you're listening to podcasts, you can't write down numbers. You're a gal on the move. Yeah. And you can always email us at scamwapodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing your voice, and we love getting your emails. And thank you so much. Yes. And we love you guys. And And we'll we'll see you next week. week. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.